0: Greetings and welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I am Jed Sprague, here with my co-hosts, Evan Fagundis. Hey, everybody. And J.T. Chipman. Hello, hello. This week, we are doing our second ever versus episode where we are pitting Knives Out versus Logan Lucky. That is right. It is Steven Soderbergh versus Ryan Johnson. It is Daniel Craig versus daniel craig in this all-out <laughs> battle to see which movie is going to come out on top uh but first and foremost how you guys
1: doing oh man i i'm doing i'm doing really well i mean i feel like i say it all the time but uh my favorite holiday is coming up here in a couple of days i'm gonna eat some good food and we just watched a couple of really fun movies so i, I feel like this is gonna be just great energy on this pod
2: oh yeah Oh, I'll echo that. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I've got some safe plans set up, which I'm excited yep. for. Hope everyone else is able to enjoy the holiday, but stay safe as well. Uh short work week. Life is good on my end.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, smallest Thanksgiving ever for me. Yeah. Uh, it's actually my first Thanksgiving in my entire life where I will not have over 20 people. And we have wow. well less than 10. So it'll be interesting. Um, new traditions, hopefully in this time, but you know what? We don't need to get down because we have two absolutely incredibly fun movies to talk about. Mm -hmm. And this is like, I feel like this was obviously, I know you guys love these movies too, but this was like, I feel like my one for Jed week on the pod, just two movies (laughs) that are just a ton of fun. Like, like I don't have to sit and like, listen to you guys talk about Ari Aster uh, and pretend like I kn- I can relate to what you guys are talking about. Um, I don't have to like watch a depressing gangster movie and have Evan pontificate on its magnific- magnificence. <laughs> I just got to have a
2: ton of fun watching these two movies. Uh, so I feel great. I feel great. If there's one thing Jed loves, it's having a good time with the movies and having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And looking at Daniel Craig.
0: Listen, that is the underlying theme of this entire podcast it might be daniel craig month on flicking and screaming it It, is
1: it's becoming daniel craig month for Uh, sure
0: and no one's complaining about it um i for i do want to get to just kind of like these movies in general and kind of like put ourselves in the headspace of like where we were when we came out like what we knew about when we were seeing them but first let's explain the game again for those of you that don't understand this super convoluted game that we have come up with Versus we have a bunch of different categories. We have story, sound, cinematography, and acting, which are all worth five points from each of us. Then we have overall feel, which is worth 10 points from each of us. And then at the end, there is a legacy category where we will give each movie a collective score out of 10 points, which will put the grade of each movie out of 100. And at the end, the movie with the most points is the winner and is by law a better movie because that, apparently that's <laughs> what uh, that's what we decide on flicking and screaming. Indeed. Um, you guys all good? You understand the rules? Oh, yeah. OK. All right. All right. Chip, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go to you first. What? Why did we pick these two movies? Like, I, you know, obviously, we t- for a bunch of different reasons. But why these two? Why are we putting them against each other?
2: Yeah. Um I think the the big theme we can talk about is the Daniel Craig accent showdown. Uh both of both of these films feature Daniel Craig in a ridiculous southern accent. Uh Logan Lucky, it's a bit more West Virginian. Uh I don't know what I don't know what the Knives Out accent is supposed to be. Is it I think like it's supposed to be Louisiana? I mean his name's ben, his name's
0: Ben Benoit Blanc. That's very like Louisiana like French Louisiana
2: so I think that's probably a good call yeah very French Louisiana um and they're just th- these are fun movies I think you can also kind of follow a theme of family through both these movies um for good or for bad maybe uh and this is being around Thanksgiving of course knives out was released for Thanksgiving last year so I think it's a good time to uh to enjoy a couple of these really fun movies
0: Love it Evan what about you
1: Yeah I I mean I think they're both like really fast paced, just frankly fun movies that feature Daniel Craig with some type of funky American accent. So I think they they definitely have running themes. I also think uh, especially having watched them again like really back to back, they definitely both thrive off of a really like snappy script. Like the screenplay is definitely a big part of both of these movies, which it is for any good movie, but these movies are like dialogue heavy and um most of the emotions are are gotten across through dialogue and people interacting with each other um in the case of Logan Lucky a couple uh, l- maybe more you know involved with the actors actually having to portray some of these emotions with their faces and stuff but knives out everything is told to you on the screen um so that's just one thing that i
0: noticed that that seemed kind of similar yeah definitely and now, I guess let's put ourselves in the headspace of like these two directors because these are two pretty prominent directors um, oh, in yeah. Steven Soderbergh and Ryan Johnson. Um, obviously, Soderbergh for his not just the quality but the breadth of his work, um, and Ryan Johnson, I think, um, at least I don't think was on the forefront of a ton of people's minds until he did Star Wars, which is a, was a very controversial Star Wars movie um, that I know we all have. Um, Strong positive feelings about. Um, so, where do we like rate these two movies in? I guess maybe in the legacy of their directors. Evan, do you have you have any thoughts on that? So yeah, I was really interested
1: in that actually because I, I've been a big Ryan Johnson fan for a while. Um, honestly, going back to like Looper, maybe I didn't fully recognize who Ryan Johnson was at the time, but I loved that movie and definitely thought of you know wanting to see more movies like it which now i equate to like wanting to see more ryan johnson movies yeah um i mean to me this is this is right near the pinnacle Uh, ryan johnson's just on a heater right now and this is right near the pinnacle of his films i believe i mean he only has what like five five i think um, yeah not many feature films um but And then Steven Soderbergh, it's interesting, like, uh, you know, we don't need to get into a full ranking of Steven Soderbergh movies, but I I personally wouldn't have this movie, you know, maybe even not in his top five. I mean, kind of bordering top five. um, Actually, as of right now, I probably wouldn't. uh, But that only speaks to just how many great movies he's made. I mean, just in heist movies alone, you could rank this movie like third, fourth, fifth. So it's really interesting how it's at two almost opposite points of their
0: careers yeah chip any thoughts on on that discussion
2: yeah i think knives out is probably ryan johnson's crown jewel right now i don't i don't think it's a better movie than the last jedi i think if a gun to my head i'd probably pick last jedi over it but in terms of the mainstream appeal and in terms of award recognition and just how the crowds feel about it i think that knives out is probably what people are going to associate with him going forward which i do think is a great thing i think it's a great film Logan Lucky, it is it is unfortunate that it's going to be overshadowed by the other Soderbergh heist films and just by how saturated his entire filmography is. But because it's a very different heist film, I think it still has a lane to be carved as kind of a cult classic. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. only about three years old, so I think it's got a little ways to go in terms of how it's going to be perceived uh, in his catalog. Yeah,
0: I definitely think um, these movies are kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, Not just in their careers, um, but, you know, like we had talked about uh, in Oscar buzz, in just overall general knowledge. I mean, Knives Out was a noisy movie. It was, you know, everywhere. It was people were anticipating it. The cast was, you know, was incredible. It was teased out for a while. It was Ryan Johnson's first thing since arguably the most one of the more controversial movies of the last, you know, five years. uh logan lucky was just like steven soderbergh and it's like oh yeah steven soderbergh put out another heist movie that's cool but like perfect example is we always use my parents kind of as the barometer because they're not really paying attention to everything (laughs) they had they they had seen knives out um and they were like uh they were like oh yeah knives out we love that movie and then i was like oh yeah and we're gonna do it do it against logan lucky and they're like logan what now like no idea (laughs) yeah no idea. And they know, like, I tell them, like, oh, it's Steven Soderbergh. They're like, oh, we love Steven Soderbergh. They love, mm-hmm. they love the oceans. They love a bunch of different stuff um, that he's done. And so it was just kind of funny because I was like, oh, you, you haven't seen this movie from a director that you probably know better than Ryan Johnson. But mm-hmm. Knives Out was just this kind of big pop culture phenomenon. I do agree, Chip. I think Logan Lucky is going to have legs as this kind of, like, cult um, following. I mean, it's <laughs> Ocean
2: 7 it was it's they says it in the movie it's uh it's incredible it's incredible What a fucking what a lord Soderbergh is he's like so the fact that there is a joke about it being Ocean's 11 with hillbillies in the movie that like implies that like Ocean's 11 exists in that movie universe and that Steven Soderbergh exists in that movie universe it, it makes my head spin a little bit in in ways that I think only Soderbergh can
0: Yeah I I I love it I love it and I think the other common thread between these two movies is that I mean, it's not really between the movies as much as the directors um, is obviously Adam Driver, who I don't know about you, but is one of my favorite has emerged as one of my favorite actors um, in the last few years. Uh, and I think that he's always exceptional. Um, but, you know, I it, it's cool to get him to like see him flexing this muscle. I hadn't seen Logan Lucky, um, I think, in a couple of years because he came out in what, 2017? Is that what when it came yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd seen it since that year i think since it came out like i I watched it in theaters and then i watched it once as soon as it got released like digitally uh rented it for like a movie night or something uh, and then hadn't watched it and going back and like seeing that after everything that he's done since um was, was was really cool
1: yeah it two very different movies in that like logan lucky was i mean similar to lots of soderbergh movies outside of like the top of the top you know oceans movies that made a jillion dollars when they came out i mean logan lucky made i'm looking right now 47 million worldwide on a budget of 29 so when you add in marketing and stuff that definitely wouldn't be considered like a massive massive success no. by any means if you're you know investing 30 plus million dollars into a movie so it is interesting it, it's kind of had a slow build
0: but i do see people talking about it online like every now and then yeah definitely and last thing before we start to get the categories um Given his affinity for, um, for Channing Tatum, we both agree that Soderbergh would be the person to make uh, Chips biopic, right? With
2: yes, with there yeah, it is, with,
0: with Channing Tatum with starring. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yes. Wait, that brings me to a larger point. This both of these films are a part of the Hateful Eight extended universe. Do you guys Uh-oh. realize that? Because uh, listen, I know Jed hates me right now. <laughs> But listen, Hateful Eight. Channing Tatum. He has a, a, a small role as this villainous guy with a Western accent that inspires Soderbergh to, or to to uh, move that on that character onto Logan Lucky. And mm-hmm. then Daniel Craig has a Southern accent, which inspires Ryan Johnson to put him in this. It's all it's all connected, and we all have Quentin Tarantino's second best movie, The Hateful Eight, to thank for it. Thank you. I very actually.
0: Much. So, wow.
1: Hot take corner early.
0: That is a hot take. I i love hateful eight so i don't i don't you don't have to like put that on me i i love hateful eight um i also love kind of the lore behind it this isn't a hateful eight podcast so i'll I'll be quick but the fact that uh they destroyed literally like a two million dollar vintage martin acoustic guitar in that movie because they thought like they got it mixed up with a prop and then they're like martin like lent them that from their museum and they're like, Quentin, never, ever speak to us again. <laughs> yeah. it's, from like nine, it's from like the 1800s. It's like a priceless relic, and it just got <laughs> smashed to pieces. Um, but anyway, with that being said, it's time to pit these two movies against each other. Knives Out versus Logan Lucky. Our first category is Story and Evan Fagundus is going to lead us off with his scores. Okay, I'm gonna start off hot.
1: Um, so my scores, I'll give the scores first and then talk a little bit about it. Um, for Knives Out, I have story at a five, a clean five. For Logan Lucky, I have it at a three. Um, that's definitely not to say, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest off the bat, like, I just think Knives Out is a better movie, I just like watching it more. Um, and there are different categories that I think really carries Logan Lucky. Um I'm not saying it's a bad script by by any means not at all. Um but the knives out script is uh is to me as an amateur movie watcher is just perfect. Like the way it's paced, um the way you meet and interact with characters is perfect. The way it all intertwines is great. Um Logan Lucky is is really cool. Um I will say and, and I'm sure you guys are going to laugh again and and say it was obvious, but um, there are a couple points in Logan lucky that I'm just like, what, <laughs> what happened there? And kind of had to like, look a couple things up online just to make sure I had the right idea, which isn't the worst thing. Um, but just the snappy nature, uh, all the way through it, knives out, um, gives it a five. And then, and Logan lucky, like I said, uh, you know, out of all the great things in this movie, um, you know, I'd probably have the story at like second, third, fourth, as far as, you know,
0: how I view this movie. Okay, okay. A five for Knives Out and a three. Yeah. All right. Chip?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to give both scores. of them... I think I'm going to give both of them a four, actually. Um, <clears throat> I think that both of these stories really reward uh, repeat viewings, mm. as is often the case with these murder mysteries or these heist movies where there's plot twists and the movie kind of doubles back to things in the ending. I, I sometimes question how much the story of Knives Out works, it's mm. a very it's it's an incredibly fun and compelling story, but uh, sometimes the twist at the end with switching the medicine and then it got switched back. It's it's a tad contrived. I think it's a tad bit plot over story, if that makes sense. It's still a lot of fun. I, I agree with you, Evan. The dialogue is is basically as perfect as you can find in a in a Hollywood movie these days. Um I like I just like how Soderbergh he puts the heist in the middle of this movie as opposed mm. to the Ocean's movies that often comes in the climax and there's still a couple of twists in the climax that are related to the heist but it's 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 these pretty simple characters in Logan Lucky you know they're they're less complex and polished as the Ocean's characters they're more just down to earth nice fun people um but the the plot is very complicated and gets really tricky like at one point there's a there's a man in a bear suit, and then he literally disappears from the screen, and yeah. there's no explanation given, and I kind of fuck with that. It's, it's like the be- it's
0: the best. Meet the bear in the woods, and it's literally just a man in a bear suit.
2: Yeah, so good. But then he he literally disappears from the frame like he's a ghost, and and uh, the brothers just kind of stand there looking at each other, and that's that's that kind of weird quality that I. I, you don't see in the Oceans movies, you don't see in Knives Out that I, I really like. Um, I want to give both of them a four. I think they're both really, really well done, really great stories. It's interesting, the Soderbergh script, no one knows who really wrote that movie. It's credited to a Rebecca Blunt, who like doesn't exist. So it's probably another one of Soderbergh's uh, pseudonyms that he uses. But he's he and Adam Driver are both adamant that it was written by Rebecca Blunt, who also might be his wife. It's very complicated, oh, but okay. it's, it's really fun. I like that Soderbergh does shit like that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, I'm also going uh, four for each of them. Uh, Chip, I 100% agree with your take about Knives Out uh, feeling just a, li- a little bit contrived. It was like, hey, we're gonna do a Who Done It, and we're gonna do Subversion just for Subversion's sake, yep. um, which I respect. It was amazingly mind blowing. Like watching it in the theater, it's like I'm like thinking this is some kind of murder mystery oh shit they told me how it happened within the first like 30 minutes and now mm-hmm. it's all like peeling back the layers of the onion um upon a couple rewatches i don't think that those things like work as well on me uh however agreed it's the bet it's such good dialogue you can't get better dialogue it cracks me up um it, it's funny. It's like thought provoking. Uh, it's snappy. Like we were talking about with Doctor Strange Love, it doesn't hang on funny things to like let you sit there and like laugh at them. It moves on to the moves on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, but Logan Lucky, I, I think is, I just love it for what it is. I think I kind of disagree. Evan said early that you know it's a really fast paced movie. I think it has moments where it's fast, but I think overall it actually kind of like plods along. And I think it's perfect for this idea of like a hillbilly heist, right? It's like a slower part of the world. Um, you know, these are people that live a, a slow, simple lifestyle. And they're pulling off this heist that is also relatively s- slow and simple. Like there's a couple of things that are, you know, that that have to go right. But it's not nearly as complex as like some of the other heist movies he's done. Um, and I think if he would have tried to make uh like this same plot, but with really like snappy, smart oceans – style characters it wouldn't have worked he does everything just fits so perfectly into the vibe of this movie and this story um and i I think it it works incredible and so i I decided to give them both force
2: good call all right smart man
0: so after the category uh number one for stories we are at knives out with 13 points and we are at logan lucky with 11 points so uh we might be in for another tight race here uh, next category is sound. Again, five points from each of us, and this encompasses both sound editing and mixing, as well as score and music involved. Chip, kick us off. What are your scores for sound?
2: Honestly, I think I have to go five for both of these. I I think that they the the, the soundtrack I'll focus on first, I guess. I love the Knives Out, you've got some orchestra, you've got some jazz at the end, you've kind of got a harmonica thing going. I think it, it's a little bit all over the place, but it makes it a lot of fun. It kind of keeps you on your toes. There's a, a couple of points where there's big plot reveals and there's this massive, I don't know music terms, but it's like a crescendo almost, where like all the music comes crashing down and the violins are just going nuts. It happens like two or three times. And I think it's very fun. It's often like, Accompanied by the camera zooming in, almost like the camera is matching the strings and the bow of the violin. I, maybe I'm reading into it too much. And then in Logan Lucky, you've got a lot of John Denver. You know, you've got Fortunate Son. Just these great like white trash anthems. You know, uh, and it's it's like the John Denver song in particular, like kind of anchors the film with the the daughter singing it at the recital. Um, But all these strings and the banjos, it's just a lot of fun. The sound mixing, I think of like the, uh, you know, on the racetrack, you could hear every car whizzing by and it's really, really well executed. I mean, it's a very small part of the movie, but Soderbergh still put in effort to make it a very, very well done racing scene. And then um, like Knives Out, the scene that stands out to me is when uh, uh, Walt, Michael Shannon's character, is confronting Marta in the hallway and he's got his hand on his cane and it's like smashing down onto the floor and you just hear you hear his knuckles tightening as he's like trying not to get angry. So I, I give him both fives.
0: Nice. Nice. I I love that. Uh Evan, did you have any uh what were your scores? Um
1: yes I did have scores. Um for Logan Lucky <laughs> <laughs> for Logan Lucky I gave it a four and for knives out I gave it a three. Um Logan Lucky I think is as close to a five as possible without going full five like i i honestly love the super obvious music cues chip like you were talking about the white trash anthems that scene um when uh channing tatum's daughter sings um uh the john denver i mean that that scene yes. is unbelievable that actress is unbelievable chip i know you hate ch- children uh actors but um <laughs> chip that- just hates chip just hates children in general he's yeah, not, a, not a big child them guy. kids yeah um no that that scene is incredible um and, and really is moving uh it could go wrong in a lot of ways and I do love the racetrack stuff everything during the heist the sounds are unbelievable the racetrack is unbelievable the sound of the money shooting out of um the uh the uh I don't even know blower uh, no what one, no one
0: does money sounds quite like
1: yeah. yeah I mean it literally sounds like a bank counting bills except they're Blasting like millions of dollars into garbage bags, um, that's really cool. Knives Out actually has good, good sound, um, editing and mixing. It's really cool. And Chip, I know exactly what you're saying. Lots of times when they're doing like, they'll be doing like sounds like where it's like dun dun dun, and they're like flashing to different things to show you things. Mm -hmm. That's actually pretty cool. But I just like I don't know. It does feel a little, and it's kind of the vibe of the movie. But every once in a while, to me, it does feel a little like um. Just specific, I guess. And it's not a bad thing, but I'm just like, okay, cool. And like I do love that scene in the hallway though with the um the cane hitting the ground. Uh but it's just the only reason I say it is because I've seen this movie three times before I watched it again this week. And I just have never come away from it thinking about the way it sounded. Um, and that's not to say that it was bad. It was just like I think about other things so much that I it kind of clouds my my judgment, probably. But
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no.
0: I think you're you're 100 spot on there. I uh, I also gave Knives Out a three, and I gave Logan Lucky a five. You said I think Logan Lucky is as close to a five as it can get without being a five. I think it's a five. I think it's got some of the best um, Soderbergh like needle drops because they are the obvious choice for this like hillbilly heist movie. But he doesn't think twice about it and try to do something like more clever. He's just like like yeah, we're gonna do this. Like we're do <laughs> like we're not gonna do this halfway. We're gonna do it. And that the you know that very swanky kind of like low soundtrack that's behind all of Soderbergh's heist movies, right? I mm-hmm. love how he countrifies it for this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of banjo. It's like it's like weird, like banjo, like jazz R and B. I I don't know. I love it. I think it's like he just captures this vibe of this movie so perfectly. Um, and I think the sound is a huge, huge part of that. So I. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing uh, three for Knives Out and five for Logan Lucky. So let me do some quick maths here because I'm not very good. Um, and after Chip giving Sound a five for Logan Lucky, Evan giving Sound a four, and me giving Sound a five for Logan Lucky, that gives 14 more points to Logan Lucky, which puts it at a 25. And... We are also at a 25. Great podcasting here, as I add up. <laughs> We're also at a 25 for Knives Out. Actually, wait. Hold wait. On. No, 24. We're at a 24 just, for kn- Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. Well, that makes it better. So, Logan Lucky has taken the lead uh, in a surprise turn of events. I am excited um, as we head into this next category. Uh, so, the next category is cinematography. Evan
1: you're up okay so my cinematography scores uh logan lucky i have at a four and knives out i have at a five um these movies are both incredibly stylish i they're 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 stylish filmmakers and they're stylish movies they don't look the same as um this same movie done by other people, I guess is, is kind of a clunky way to describe it. Um, but Knives Out, the reason I give it a five is very simple. Like I just w- looking at this movie and being a part of this world is like my favorite thing. And the way it's represented the, and this kind of, it, I'm, I'm kind of including like the set design a little bit in here too, because that's part of what we're seeing. Um, it's just so perfect. And it's just can't be enough that you don't have to take things that seriously. And I didn't say anything when we were talking about story. But I'm just going to push back a tiny bit and say, like, yes, I believe the end is a little bit contrived. But that's what the old murder mysteries were. Like Ryan Johnson said, he was trying to make the murder mysteries of the 40s and 50s, and they're all so contrived. So I think he'd even admit that. Um, But it also does lead to the donut speech. Like, you can't have the contrived. You have to have the contrived nature of the story to lead to the donut speech. And so I think it matches perfectly. But back to cinematography, I just think the way they flashed (laughs) around the room (laughs) the way they that was just drive by uh the way they flash (laughs) around the room is just perfect um and Logan Lucky honestly I I could get close to a five but there are just a few scenes in there Jed like you were describing that are pretty static where you're kind of just sitting in a bar and it still looks cool Steven Soderbergh still always has a cool camera angle and stuff but they're just like quieter scenes where people are just like sitting around somewhere talking
0: where you just can't do quite as much cool stuff so um yeah five and four yeah no i i like that i like that take um the only thing i would say is those static scenes for me are done so well and i think it fits that that slow vibe that i was talking about um where it just gives you a minute to breathe where i feel like a lot of those heist movies like before it you know it's like you're going so fast if you don't, if you couldn't figure out what was happening, you don't have a chance to, to kind of retrace your steps. And he kind of gives you a minute to figure out what's going on. Right.
1: Like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm oh, trying no. to touch the cinematography here. And oh, no, no, no. You're sitting in a bar talking, I'm not like, wow, how, who could have shot that? You no, know?
0: no, no. Okay. That's, and that's, that's fair. That's completely yeah. fair. Um, With that being said, I have given a four to both of these uh movies um, I think they both do an exceptional job, uh, with cinematography. We talked a little bit about like scores and like trying to like put it like, just cause you give it a five. Does that mean it's as good as, you know, this other great movie that we would give it a five? I don't know. Um, I think knives out is, is zippy. I think it flashes a lot. I agree. I think the set design is a huge part of it. Um, that house is just so cool. Like even, uh, they even I mean, they even say it like the, what I love about that script, too, is he gives so many nods to like everything that the person's thinking. Like Lakeith Stanfield literally goes, have you seen his house? It looks like he lives inside a clue board like that's literally like <laughs> yeah. that's what you're thinking when he says that. So um, I think they both do a lot of really good stuff. Um, I don't think they're like neither more like the you know best cinematography of all time. And I know that doesn't mean much for the scores, but I just decided to give them both a four. Um, I think they're both great. Uh, so Chip. What scores for cinematography?
2: I will I will give them both a four as well. I do think they are uh, some of the best you can find, but maybe not like the best period, which I guess is why I'm kind of tempering my scores a little bit. I think so with *Knives Out*. I think it's easy to not realize how incredible the cinematography is, especially inside the house, just because of how technically difficult it is to get some of those shots with all those people in these small rooms. While framing, you know, all the details and getting all the subjects in the right order, depending on who's speaking. I think if you get a chance to watch the director's commentary or watch some behind-the-scenes videos, you really see how much effort Ryan Johnson and his crew went into uh, getting those shots exactly perfect. It's it's really astounding. Um, I like to. There's that. So I don't know if it's true or not. There they talked about how there was a steady cam that they were using when Marta is coming out of the house for the first time after they're announcing that she gets everything in the will and all the characters are surrounding her and they're boxing her in and it starts yes. to steady cam shot. And then it goes to handheld yes. weaving in amongst the characters on Twitter. Ryan Johnson said it was because the steady cam broke and they just naturally switched to that handheld camera. I don't know if that's true. It kind of seems a little made up, especially with the way they're weaving out. in and out of the characters. That'd it be might be an strange. exaggeration. Uh, it'd be amazing if it's true either way. It's an amazing shot. That's, yeah. see, that, was that
1: shot is fucking sick yeah, the way are, you oh, can that's... see the camera move when it's pulled off what looks to be pulled like off the steadicam operating system or, or whatever
2: they did like it, it's nuts <laughs> when it's you watch insane. it it's insane like, it's almost like a shot from like the Mori show when it's yeah. like you are not the father when they're like but chasing is... him through the hallways exactly it's so much fun it's so much fun Um, with Logan Lucky, I'll I'll just be brief. Uh, no one shoots better outdoors than Soderbergh. You know, the natural Mm -hmm. light, the green grass, the hills of Virginia, the concrete maze of the speedway. Um, he does a really good job. Like he he messes around a lot with the focus of the camera, whether it's a person or an object, he'll push that, that, uh, character in and out of focus a lot. And it really engages the audience, keeps you locked in. Um, I will give him both fours. How good, by the way, speaking of the like outdoor how good is
0: it, the cinematography and all those shots at the fair? Like, when they're first yeah. con- confronting Joe, uh, Joe Bang's brothers. And, <laughs> like, just all those shots are so, so good. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's amazing. Um, okay. As we head into our final few categories, we are currently locked at a 37-37 tie. How does everybody... How, let's take a pause. How do we feel about this? How do we feel about... The way this is going. I feel great as long as I get the last say. <laughs> Evan?
1: um, <laughs> I, I don't feel great about it, but we can
0: talk about it <laughs> later on. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it later on. Okay. All right. So the next category is acting. Uh, and I think I'll go first. Yeah. To me, this is where Logan Lucky misses a step. I think there are great performances in Logan Lucky, but I think that everybody in Knives Out is just nuking it. It's I mean it's such a fun movie to watch because it feels like everyone's on their a game. Um, it's so chaotic, and to like notice individual performances and that like chaotic you know uh, the chaotic nature of what's happening on screen um, is you know is really incredible. And I think like obviously like Daniel Craig is a huge standout. I think upon rewatch, Lakeith Stanfield like has an unbelievably underrated performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. He absolutely mm-hmm. he absolutely crushes it. Uh, just his back and forth with Benoit, and he calls him Benny, and I, I just love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like Benny. I get where you're going with this. Like in the beginning, when he keeps throwing out all these motives, and he goes weak, weak sauce. He goes, you're giving me weak sauce, and he just give me some, some of that good stuff. I love that. <laughs> Like, there's so much good acting uh, in Knives Out. I think, like, they couldn't have done a better job of casting. I think they couldn't have done a better job with um, the actors. Like you said, I mean, what is going to be more iconic? Um, like, obviously, James Bond. But other than that, the donut speech, like, when they play his Oscars reel, you know, eventually, like, the donut speech is going to be on there. Because that is yeah. just so, so good. It's such good stuff. And just the look on his face, like everything that Daniel Craig does in this movie is compelling. It's like literally it's meta that, that like the line where he says makes no damn sense compels me though. That's like Mm. what everybody felt when they were watching Daniel Craig on screen. They're like, this doesn't make any sense. This accent, seeing Daniel Craig do this kind of acting, you know, after watching all this James Bond, but it is so, it draws you in so much. Um, I think there are great performances in Logan. Lucky, uh, I really, really like Adam Driver's performance. I crack up when he like marches out of the bar in the beginning. and goes, did you just say cauliflower to me? And then that, <laughs> yeah. that whole sequence yes. when him and Channing Tatum are sitting at the breakfast table the next day. And he goes, well, you burn the bacon like I like. And he goes, and I know you hate that. So tell basically, like, tell me what you want. Like that their whole brotherly thing uh, is great. I actually think. It's her name's escaping me, but whoever plays their sister um, Riley Hugh, yeah, she's she does great. Good, She's great in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some really good uh, good things, but I think even just Daniel Craig's performance in both of these alone, um, Knives Out is is more standout. Um, and I think you could tell him like working through. Like I don't think you get that good of a performance in Knives Out without him doing this movie. And so it's maybe a little unfair to you know to judge one against the other. Um, I love them both, but I think that Knives Out is. Um, a step ahead. So, five for Knives Out, three for Logan Lucky. Sorry for rambling, Chip. What are your scores?
2: I I think I agree. I'm going to go five for Knives Out and four for Logan Lucky. So this is how I kind of interpret. I think that Logan Lucky is about movie stars who do character actor shit, and Knives Out is about character actors just going nuts and just running wild through the whole movie. I think. It's it's a, it's a blast. It's a good contrast. I think that Adam Driver is a standout in Logan Lucky. He's kind of like a hermit. He's really weird, and I think it's mm-hmm. like he's like nervous and suspicious, and I think it's like compounding. Some like actual PS PTSD this character has from the war (laughs) and his perception of the Logan curse. Like like his his fake uh hand slash arm. Like I didn't even notice it in that shot until he says, Oh, when I lost my arm in the war. And it's like you don't even it's in the frame, and you don't even see it until he says something and you're like, oh my God, that's a fake hand. Um, I I really like I think he's a standout in that movie. Um it knives out, I think Tony Collette is kind of the standout of the character actors. I like to think it's a bizarro prequel to Hereditary, which yeah. I'm sure Evan will understand. Like there's exceptions <laughs> to this like theory I have about character actors versus movie stars. Chris Evans and Anadarmus are, of course, movie stars. They are true movie stars um Seth MacFarlane and Riley Keo were character actors in Logan Lucky Seth MacFarlane's
0: uh, character it's
2: so ridiculous so stupid but it's it does crack me up uh you've got what's his face from Parks and Rec so there's character actors in Logan Lucky too but there's the dude who plays stars. the warden that guy is yes. hilarious that, <laughs> yeah Dwight Yoakam country star oh, that, oh
1: I don't yeah, know shit about like, country so
2: yeah no no Raul, Dwight Yoakam that's right from panic room
0: yeah, Dwight Yoakam is like an '80s country star oh, that, like, he does like really wow. small, just like really small acting roles, and has for oh, like okay. forever. Yeah, hilarious. I, I love that that whole character, and they just knew they could get away with everything because he's like, we do not have fights, and <laughs> we don't have a race yeah, no, there's <laughs> no fires here. So good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will. Okay. I'm not on board with Tony Collette being the standout. She kind of bugs me and Knives Out. Oh. Can I say my scores? Get out of here. Yeah, because no, no, I'm, I'm hopping on the score. chip train.
1: Say Tony Collette is fucking unbelievable. Say my score first. Say well, Okay, no, you could say this and
0: then say your scores.
1: Whatever you no, want. No, I'll, I'll say my score. I had the same as Chip. I had five knives out for Logan Lucky. Um, okay. uh, Tony Collette in her first interview is bonkers. <laughs> 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 it's so funny, that first interview that she does, the way she's like, So clearly contradicting herself while she's talking that even before they start breaking down the lies that all these people have told in their first initial interview with Benoit Blanc and uh, Lakey Stanfield's character, it's like very clear that she's lying (laughs) while she's talking. Um, Also, Don Johnson just purely for the, okay, well, then who the fuck is that? like that line is is unbelievable and he delivers it so perfectly and i love that like don johnson kind of just being like the sleazebag um like like i don't even know what like just money grubby dude it's just such a cool play on like him being like literally considered the coolest man of all time in the 1980s and 90s (laughs) um and then yeah, Chris Evans, unbelievable movie star, Daniel Craig, movie star, Anna Darmus, movie star. Um, I just want to be around these people all the time. And I know that's not what acting is meant to do all, you know, in every movie, but I'm just like, I would, I just want to be here. Logan Lucky has, has wonderful performances. I thought, honestly, Riley Q, I think is my favorite. I, I thought she is Melly was was really great and i know her character was supposed to but she was really dancing circles around channing in a couple of scenes and again it's built into the script for sure it's not that he was bad um driver's great and gotta give a shout out my girl katie holmes i almost had it at a three and i gave it a four because katie holmes is fucking sick and you never see her in movies anymore and honestly in my opinion the best 10 seconds of acting in that entire movie was watching her face when um uh, her daughter was singing, take me home country roads at the, uh, the pageant. I I just thought it was an unbelievable, uh, like portrayal of just like shock slash happiness slash confusion on Katie Holmes face. Um, and, and you know, I think maybe the real tipping point is like, I just really liked Daniel Craig's performance in knives out more. I mean, he was good in Logan oh, Lucky, yeah. but yeah, yeah. there were just, it seemed like in a movie when everyone was understated, he just seemed to be trying so hard. And so when he's trying so hard and Knives Out, and Tony Collette is also throwing like 150 miles per hour, and Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> is smoking cigarettes and throwing 150 miles
0: an hour, it just like, it, I vibed with it so much more. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think there's one, there's something to be said about the fact that seeing him in a suit doing the accent is less jarring than seeing him with bleach blonde hair tattoos and like being like rude like him being a lot yeah him being like the gentleman sleuth like they call him like does a lot more for like him in that that character um i do want to give a quick shout out to uh noah segan as trooper wagner Yeah, just a wonderful wonderful performance Yeah. his face and like i love that we have this character that is like the big fan of the thing he's like oh you guys yeah. fans uh no not oh huge fans he's yeah like, <laughs> some of his plots he's like the cow and the knife i mean oh <laughs> yeah, yeah i yeah. agree. he's so he's so so funny uh he's like the he's just such a good uh comedic relief because I think Le- Le Keith Stanthew plays it pretty straight. Like, he says some funny stuff, but he's like a grounding performance. And then uh, Wagner is just like, Pfft. but yeah. Yeah, and Lakeith,
2: like, makes fun of him half the movie. Ha- like, half of Lakeith's dialogue is just, like, roasting Trooper Wagner yeah. for being an idiot. And that's true. <laughs> that's so, that's true. so true.
1: And, you know, before we're off of acting and add him up, got to give a shout out to Michael Shannon. Because the uh, other people yeah. are maybe more flashy but Michael Shannon might be might be my favorite performance in the whole movie. He is really, really funny. And he has to be funny with the least straightforward comedy in the movie, in my opinion. Like the stuff that Tony Collette's doing is like, that's like almost an SNL skit that she's kind of doing in the middle <laughs> of a movie. Um, but Michael Shannon is kind of like really has to be a full-on asshole and also be come across as really funny and yeah he, he's great yeah like character he hall of fame for
0: that Michael whole Finn. scene that whole scene when, when he throws his arms up it's after oh my god after ransom and we maybe <laughs> didn't touch on this enough but chris evans that initial like when we meet chris evans is yes. like is some of the best few minutes of like movies in the last couple of years like electric him just sitting down there being a total piece of shit just like the smug look on his face from the yeah. beginning you just know this guy sucks and then him going around and he's just laughing he Goes, you know what eat shit yeah eat shit, eat shit. oh you definitely eat shit and then yeah. i stand it i will
1: not eat one iota of shit great <laughs> sound mixing there because yeah, as you stuff. point to each person you can hear that individual yeah Protest. Like, yeah, no, no, like, no, like they all kind of raise their volume as he goes around the room. And like when he finally gets to his parents, then you finally hear Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson like break in. It's a really cool, like, yeah. I don't know how they did it. Honestly, they must have done a ton of work in post to get all their voices in there. But and I this just... is. Go ahead,
2: Chip. This is, I, I just want to say, this is the movie this is the movie star chris evans that i like i don't yes. care about chris evans as captain america yes. or as you know his character in snowpiercer like that's fine whatever anyone can do that whoa, whoa, whoa. smug asshole uh, i'm just saying smug Stay asshole chris snowpiercer. evans <laughs> snowpiercer is good but there's nothing special about chris evans in that movie and like that what he can do you know this is the movie the, these kind of characters like the uh scott pilgrim versus the world that's the chris evans i yes. like be yep. a jerk. Be a dick. You're so much fun when you do it, man. Yeah, he is a really fun asshole. I it's like...
1: incredibly meta, without even meaning to be. Like, he just looks like that person. So oh, anytime yeah. he plays it,
0: it's just like it. It clicks so much in my head. And that, I think that I think the moment that maybe like the acting moment in the movie that is best because it's hardest to pull off because it does have to happen to tie the whole plot together is when Ana de Armas is confessing to him in the restaurant, and that look on his face as he's, like, picking his teeth, talking Mm -hmm. about, like, as he, you know, as, like, basically he's realizing that, oh, shit, she didn't actually give him the morphine, and, like, how am I gonna, like, what's my next move? And you can see him thinking, and he's like, yeah, he used to say that you could beat me, (laughs) beat him at go more than me, and he's, like, chewing Mm -hmm. on that. I just love that scene, like, I look forward to that scene every time I rewatch it because I'm just like, man, like he was doing more than than you thought the first time you see that scene. And then when they go back to it, you're like, oh, shit, that makes so much sense. And I think those are those are moments in movies that I really appreciate that when they can successfully pull that off where it's subtle enough that the first time you don't notice it overtly. But the second time they come back to it, you're like, it was so obvious. It's clear. Like that's a hard thing to pull off.
1: So I wanted to bring up one more scene with you guys because I I feel like you guys would appreciate it. Jed being a massive Bond fan, obviously, and Chip um, planning on marrying Anna de Armas at some point. Um, The scene when Anna de Armas is about to confess to the whole family and she goes and finds the toxicology report in the little stash spot underneath the clock. She turns to Benoit Blanc and she's like, here's the evidence that's going to prove I'm guilty. And I'm handing it right to you. You're a pretty lousy detective. And Benoit Blanc says, well, you're a pretty lousy murderer. And she just kind of laughs and they both like chuckle and sit down. It's funny because the more I think about it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Like, how funny could this guy be that she's about to like be confessing to killing this person's grand or these people's like, you know, patriarch family member. And she's like able to just kind of share a laugh. But it's so cool that they kept it in. It just seems like they got a really cool take and and just kept it in because they have such great chemistry. But
0: yeah, I just they thought do. it was funny on rewatch. I'm like, what? She would never laugh there. But it, it was so great. Yeah, they do have incredible, incredible chemistry. I like that scene a lot. Uh, yeah. I also yeah. love
2: me, me and her Me and her have incredible chemistry, too. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I also Coming down the, the
0: pipeline. Lead, the lead up to that scene, like when they cut to him with all the ambulances rolling up. To like get uh, the <laughs> yeah, and he's like in the car listening to his iPod. He's like, singing. He yes. has a mur- he has a murder suspect with him, and she's like, yeah. Oh, can I like stop and grab something real quick? And he's like, yeah, no issue. And he just takes the opportunity to toss yep. in his earbuds and like sing along to. Yes. So cool.
1: that was immediately after he introduced the donut theory to the movie too. Oh, when yeah. they're riding in the car, this case yeah. is like a donut. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's just... Oh. When you look inside the donut, it is in fact not a donut hole, but there is another hole inside the donut hole. It's another donut itself. That is another donut itself. Like, yes. The fact that Ryan Johnson was able to write that speech in a way that like, I can follow it, but there's no way that I could accurately repeat it off of memory. I would have to read it because it's like so – like what's the exact wording? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But It's, it's iconic. Really? Okay. All yeah. right. Heading into overall feel after we closed out acting – Knives Out uh, takes a four-point lead. It is at 52 points with Logan Lucky at 48. Um, it's time for overall feel. This category is out of 10 points. This is the most important category. Uh, Evan, yeah. you can go first. Hit me with okay. your your scores for overall feel.
1: Um, overall feel, I have Knives Out at a nine and Logan Lucky at a seven. Um. Knives out. I mean, we did our our top five for last year. I had it at, I think, number four. Like it was one of my absolute favorite movies in what I thought was an excellent movie year. Like I said earlier, I just want to be in the same room with these fictional characters, which sounds stupid. But I just this movie is just so much fun. And I, I love mystery movies so much. Um, I just went back and rewatched The Prestige the other day just because I had that like mystery feel on my mind and wanted to watch something else that that kind of gave me that feeling. But this movie's just so well done and and looks gorgeous, sounds great. The acting is unbelievable. I mean, it's definitely my favorite ensemble cast in a long time. I I, I, I don't want to get into specifics as far as how many years, because I'm sure I'll think of something else right after we finish recording. Um <laughs> and then Logan Lucky is a great movie. Like it is better than 85% of the movies that I would have seen in the last, you know, five, six years, no doubt about it. Um, and you know, the acting's great. The story is really cool. Um, it's very stylish as, as all Soderbergh's are. Um, but I definitely don't walk away from it. Like, wow, that's one of the best movies I've seen in the last 10 years or something, you know, it's probably top like 50 or something like that of the, you know, the last, um, 10 years or so I, i'd say but even in like 2017 i can think of you know seven eight movies that i just i love from that year it's a pretty cool movie year yeah um, underrated underrated uh, yeah. movie very very good Fan, phantom thread oh, Come together my people <laughs> lb oh, lb man
2: yes
1: i mean oh, right. get out yeah that was a great year
0: all right uh quickly i'll i'll touch on mine uh before i hand the scores off uh to chip um i give them both eights uh, I think Logan Lucky is a slow burn um, as opposed to Knives Out being just a quick and immediate in-your-face flame. Uh, I think I've gained more appreciation for Logan Lucky. Um, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that when we talk about, oh, these are the types of movies that don't get made very often anymore, this is that kind of movie. I mean, I think Soderbergh is probably one of the only people that can still get that kind of movie made. Um but I just love this kind of movie. Um I love a heist movie. I just have so much fun on this ride. And I couldn't I couldn't get over this time watching it. I know I've beat this horse to death, but I loved how that slowed down pace versus like some of his other heist movies kind of mirrors that slow life of like West Virginia and everything that he's doing there. I think it works so well. Um, I love everything like the whole sequence with the prison. I love this he does a great job world building in general. Um, you know, he, he immerses you in the worlds, right. In the oceans movies, um, especially in, in 11 and 13, you're in Vegas. Vegas is super cool. This is a, like you get immersed in this small town, uh, environment. Um, I just love the feel of this movie and then knives out. It's it itself is just, it's a, all the sets are painting. It's so like what I, what I could say about knives Out is precise. Everything is just exactly where it's supposed to be at the exact time um and it's great i love them both so much um that i couldn't choose and i know it's kind of a cop-out so i went eight for both of them so chip
2: what uh are your scores you know i've got eights for both of them as well they're both up there for me in terms of uh their kind of movie their style their uh canon of where they fit both in genre and in director and in cast um I'm going to be a bit of an anarchist and talk about why I like the politics of these movies now, because that's what I bring Please. to the pod. Yeah, um, that's,
1: so, why, that's uh,
2: why you're here. Exactly. So something I appreciate about Logan Lucky is it manages to satirize and poke fun at the South without going ha-ha racism or ha-ha Trump. Um, obviously, I'm not saying those things can't be poked fun at, but I think that's a bit of a sweeping generalization of the South and the working class. It like, requires some care, and I think Steven Soderbergh knows that, and he— uh, avoids that humor and he just he he's able to have fun, not necessarily at the expense of the South, but kind of with the South. He talks about, you know, like unions are mentioned and they're kind of mocked by uh, Hillary Swank's uh, snobby FBI agent. And oh, can we I
0: talk about her for a second? I don't mean to interrupt you. but
2: After I, so I'm going to yeah. bring after I talk about bring my it exam, back. yes. We'll bring Sorry. it back. But I don't know. I just think that Soderbergh's smart enough to know how to handle Southern humor um, while not being condescending. And I think Ryan Johnson does a really good job of poking fun at Trump supporters, but also at liberals and knives out. You know, you've got like Don Johnson's character, uh, and they like. They are Trump supporters. They call Trump a necessary evil. And then they claim they need to preserve white culture. (laughs) And, like, they claim that their culture is being ruined. And then Jaden Martell's little Nazi, you know, the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Cody Collette's best moment is when she goes, oh, so if the Swiss were clogging in the streets, (laughs) (laughs) you
0: would be that upset? That, that, That line kills me.
2: Exactly. And it's great because they turn right around and then make fun of the liberals because it's clear that like Tony Collette and and Meg's character are supposed to be kind of, you know, they're, they're the opposite. They're arguing against Trump. They're the white liberals, but like, none of them care about where Marta is from. They all get her country of origin wrong and they all like claim that she's one of the good ones, quote unquote. And then Meg, she's this classic, like trust fund liberal, you know, she's at, you know, this $400,000 unnamed school And she's studying, you know, and and Jamie Lee Curtis is like, oh, she's studying crypto Marxism. She's probably studying something along along the lines of social justice. But it's clear it's just a trend for her. She's making it all about herself. And then at the first sign of trouble, she throws Marta under the bus and tells about tells her family about the uh, uh, immigration status of her family. And she she throws herself a pity party when she messes up, tries to, like, make herself part of the injustice and the struggle. But then, like, at the end of the movie, she's still down, you know, with the rest of the family looking up at Marta with a mug she's still she's still down there with them so I think that I think that he gets it both sides pretty well like it's not like I said on Twitter it's kind of like a movie about socialism that's a bit it's that's not a very nuanced take and I know it because it's not exactly like the working class. power to the working class exactly they're not like it's like a wealth redistribution movie and I kind of I kind of fuck with that and like mm-hmm. obviously Marta didn't like take the seize the means of production for herself or like take the money for herself it was yeah. given to her but but still, I think that it's a uh, a really fun movie to to be viewed in that way.
1: And Fran died for the
0: revolution. <laughs> Come
2: on. Yes.
0: Oh shit. Uh, before we get on to Hilary Swank in Logan Lucky, uh, under completely underrated line that we haven't touched on uh, from Knives Out, what were the overheard words by the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom? That 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 sounds like a mad lib. That <laughs> legitimately yes. sounds like a mad lib. I thought that was so funny. Uh but I think it's time we talk about Hillary Swank and Logan Lucky. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to get my thoughts out there first, but I want to know what you guys think about what she's doing in this movie.
2: I don't know why she's in this movie. Thank you. Uh, like I I don't I don't know. And I don't know why she's in the bar at the end. It's like She is clearly not there on FBI duty. She's clearly, like, personally interested in trying to, like, find evidence that they robbed the Speedway. But why? It makes—like, what kind of stupid fed narc are you that you want to use your personal time to find money that, like, was also, like, returned, basically? Like, there was basically no crime. They stole, like, some money, but they returned most of it to, like, sneak it under the radar— What is her deal? Why is she so obsessed with this? It it it, again, it reads to me that she's this like elite snobby person that she like has to take down these rednecks and hillbillies, but she's she annoys me in this movie. Yeah, and what's up with her voice?
0: She talks like this, and everybody else in the movie talks in a normal voice, but she's like this weird Like I don't know. It's weird. It's like she's doing like a cartoon FBI agent. I don't like it. It's weird. So
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree in that I think Hillary Swank is great in this movie I love the way she's acting it I think her character is completely hand-waved I mean that whole plot line is just so hand-waved by Soderbergh I, I probably should have gotten to that a little bit more in story but it's one of the things that I was just like it's like she's starting her investigation we don't really know what our connection is going to be in the movie terms to like these agents and then they do like a couple of interviews, and then all of a sudden, they're just in their boss's office, and their boss is like, "Yeah, we're gonna let you." Or, um, uh, in the the boss of the um, NASCAR racetrack, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna let this one go. Like, we got our money back." And it's it was just so like, kind of thrown in there for a couple great scenes, but the scene when she's, um, interviewing, um, uh, what's his name? seth MacFarlane laying on the bed is really <laughs> funny. funny and i actually think she's really good in that scene
2: um, yeah that's
0: the best scene of her for sure but and then hillary Swain has
2: this like he has his like feet out like i don't know yeah. why is that his feet are very featured in that shot and it, it bothers me so you're right
1: yes i i don't like anything that's going on with him in this movie but um <laughs> um but i think i think she's actually pretty good and i i i'd love to know if she is just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna cash his paycheck, and and steven under his alias spent you know 25 minutes writing my character, so I'm gonna put in 25 minutes worth of work or something. I'm not exactly sure, but hillary Swank has two Best Actress wins at the Oscars. Why, why can't hillary Swank get roles? Like I don't, I guess they just don't. They're not making movies for people like her, like serious. Yeah. Wi- like, why can't she get some of
0: the they
1: need to make a few more
0: action movies because
1: Hillary Soderbergh's Swank actually just making just a
0: spin off. Yeah, she's, uh, Soderbergh's making a spin off of her FBI agent in this movie where she just. Like, oh, really? Tried no, that was a joke. <laughs>
1: oh, I was going to say, well, that would maybe make more sense why he didn't give a shit about her in this movie if he was like just <laughs> setting it up for the future. But um, no, no. Yeah, I that would, No, that, that was, I just had to give her a shout out because it's like this woman literally has two Oscars. I, I'd love to see how many people. Ever have two leading actress Oscars, Listen, even and Mike she's Trump like and showing up an hour and ten minutes into the movie. No, I know you think she's bad in this movie. I just disagree. I think she's good in this movie.
0: Yeah, no, and that's fine, and that's fine, and that's why we have three co-hosts so we can all have differing opinions. Yeah. Um, moving on as we head into the final category, um, I don't know if we've done enough of these to necessarily call this a blowout, but uh, it's pretty much we're in favor of Knives Out, and I'd be shocked. Um, if the final category sways this, but I, it's important for us to get these points out there. This is our collective category. This is legacy. This is kind of a combination of, of just everything, um, you know, about this movie moving forward. We have 10 additional points to assign. I would like to in, initially, again, I'm I'm going to be the, the median. I'd like to make the case to give them both sevens for legacy, uh, because, <laughs> and Evan's Evan shaking, shaking his head. He shaking, uh, here's, his head here's, my, here's my thing, because like we had talked about, they're both so on the opposite spectrum, and I'm kind of leaving the seven on Knives Out as like an asterisk, right? Because we'll see what comes of this. We'll see if these other Benoit Blanc movies are going to live up to the hype, um, live up to you know what Knives Out was able to do. I am slightly concerned if they try to do a super contrived plot again. Is it just going to lose its luster the second time that they try to do it? I mean, I think whodunits are kind of hard to pull off for that reason. And there's a reason people have stayed away from them for so long. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, And the reason I want to give Logan Lucky a seven is because it's not in the upper echelon of Steven Soderbergh heist movies, but it's a Steven Soderbergh heist movie. And that gives it, that gives it something. It gives it, you know, some kind of allure. And like I said, I do think this is going to have a slow burn, I, I'm a little bit more certain yeah, but about the so, legacy of,
1: of I mean, we can't judge legacy of what we think is gonna happen. Like <laughs> we could do whatever the fuck we want. This is a our podcast. And I sure, we I'm we just saying, of, like, what does the do word it. legacy mean if it's like my legacy as a major league baseball player is gonna be great because in five years I'm gonna have a hundred home runs. Like well, I don't, we don't know. We didn't know
0: what to we didn't know what to call this category. It's just kind of a fucking bonus ten points to get us to an even yeah. one hundred. And as, okay. as a point
2: of order, Knives Out is only a year old. We have to do some prognostication, some guesswork. But no, but we've already do. heard like they, more
1: Benoit Blancs are greenlit. We've already heard like other filmmakers are gonna start making like he's like Knives Out has like revived a genre on its own.
2: And similarly to Logan, how it's Will Logan Lucky revive, you know, it may be next year all of a sudden Soderbergh greenlights a trilogy. Of Logan Lucky movies. I'm just saying that they're like this. We we have to keep an open mind. We have to keep okay. an open mind here and be fair. So like like for me, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go to like what I would say if I could transition the I would say Knives Out probably is an eight and Logan Lucky is a seven. I do think that we have to give Knives Out an edge here simply because it has been greenlit for sequels because it was such a hit um, in the at the box office. You know, it, it was nominated I think for at least one Academy Award. I don't think Logan Lucky was. Um and just the universal relevance of specifically Benoit Blanc's character really uh, does. I think we do have to give it an edge over Logan Lucky. I do think that there is a a big future for Logan Lucky and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's legacy in the public eye. I I mean,
1: I I hear you guys and I want to give, I mean, I think Logan Lucky is a good movie. I just like, one movie made 309 million dollars and the other made 47 like just in the public consciousness it just doesn't seem that close to me i guess like you know what movie
0: you know what movie also had a slow burn didn't make enough money at first dazed and confused that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so,
1: Logan Lucky is going to be dazed and confused. Logan Lucky is a very what? good heist movie. What? Logan Lucky is a very good heist movie, and it's like the seventh or eighth best movie from a very good filmmaker. I, I, and Ryan Johnson, we're sitting here talking about, is going to be the, one of the best filmmakers of our lifetimes, and we're saying this is his best movie.
0: I just want to go on record as saying I have not verbalized that take. I'm not ready to commit to that that take yet. I okay. he's done things that are very good, but I can again, I'm very optimistic because I really like all the things he's done. But I can see this Benoit Blanc series taking a turn. That's all – that's the only reason okay. that I was sure. trying to, like, be conservative on the – like, this whole reviving guess, a genre, guess what? It takes one bad movie to halt all those projects.
1: But yeah. See, I I understand what you're saying, but I, it also doesn't matter. I, I wouldn't say that happened to Steve, Steven Soderbergh. I mean, in the early 2000s, everyone said, like, he brought back, like, the action heist – And there were bad movies that came out of that. And I don't think everyone was like, let's stop making heist movies. I don't know. To me, I I hear what you're saying, but it's like really hard for me to imagine a bad Benoit Blanc movie. Honestly, at this point, if we get to like the fifth one, okay. but I'm just like, what could the story do that you're not like, wow, I'm really glad I'm spending time with Benoit Blanc?
0: Yeah, I mean, also, also cut back to everyone after seeing empire strikes back i can't imagine a bad star wars movie like what could they possibly do to that this universe this story that i wouldn't want to spend time in
1: but you totally can (laughs) what do you mean you can totally bad sci-fi happens like literally every day like a bad sci-fi movie makes sense to me in my head like so who done it i just have a great time they're stupid like none of these it's similar to like a nolan in my where it's like yeah if you really broke down the no but i'm saying if you just read the plot and we're like yeah let's not factor in how this movie makes me feel how it looks and you're just looking at the plot you're like yeah this could probably be pretty bad but then the prestige happens or inception happens and you're like well that's fucking sick i don't care what it looks like on paper i don't know i'm just like i'm having I mean, trouble what are, what are, squaring in the, my the, head when's the last the time somebody was like hey jed man what were what your thoughts on logan lucky I, that just is n- literally not once happened to me until we did
2: this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Je- Jed, <laughs> our master plan has worked. We have succeeded <laughs> once again in riling Evan Fagundi's Yeah, I, I,
1: I'm having so a hard good time good
2: understanding content. how the ninth best Steven
1: Soderbergh movie is like nine hours. When when's the last time a movie that's an ensemble-like drama has made like even over a $100 million? I'm just, I don't have any statistics on this, but it honestly blew my mind when I, I found out it made 309. I didn't know it was that successful.
2: Evan, what if I told you Logan Lucky was better than Ocean's 12? How would you respond?
1: I would, well, we don't have to get into the, I would agree
2: with you. <laughs> oh, you'd agree with me. See? Yes.
1: We can whoa. Agree Ocean's whoa, 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 12 whoa, whoa, whoa. is this by is far my least favorite. Fucking line. No, Ocean's 12 is 12. by far my least favorite Ocean's movie. Okay. And that's not to say, I love the series as a whole, but I just, Ocean's 12, there are parts of it that I'm just like, fuck off.
0: That is a, <laughs> okay, whoa.
1: I I don't dislike it. I think it's really great, but, or I think it's really good, but I don't know. I, I like Logan Lucky more personally than
0: 12. All
1: right. I like 11 and 13 more than Logan. Uh, okay,
0: I, we don't need to litigate all this. I, I yeah, agree with we don't. my least favorite Oceans, but. Saying that there are parts where you can fuck off is is wild.
1: I mean, um, all right. here's the deal. It, here's the deal. It's the most it, meta movie of all time. So you know, I love it. I, I can. Love it. I get there'll different There will
0: never be any scene that brings me more, more joy. Uh, <laughs> there are two scenes, the Matt Damon scenes, where they're in there and he, he's reciting Kashmir. It cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. Yeah. And also when he's on the plane and he's like, Hey, hey, like. I want a bigger part in this one. And like you find out after you watch that, that it's because Matt Damon wouldn't come back unless Steven Soderbergh wrote him a bigger part in the second oceans movie. Like what a fucking hilarious. Fuck you to Matt Damon's like, Oh yeah, you want a bigger part? Cool. I'm going to write a scene where your character begs for a bigger part. I, I love that movie. I will ride for that movie. We might have to do a verses with that and something else, but what, so what points Evan are you arguing for? To give to each of them because I've argued seven and seven.
1: Yeah, uh, Chip's Chip
0: argued said eight, and eight, and eight eight and seven. I would have said nine and six. Nine and six. Can we agree on nine and seven? Yeah, um, I'm good with
1: that. Eight eight seven seven. Wow, you guys are giving me a lot of leeway. I was going to say you know, eight seven chi- seems. To...
0: Chip Chip said eight seven. Chip said eight. Seven. Oh eight seven. Um okay. So I mean um, I'm finding eight sure. seven. I'd prefer eight seven. I'm more comfortable with eight oh. seven. But I, sure. I can concede to 9-7, whatever you uh, guys... I mean, I, I'll, I'm fine with 8-7. I said my piece. Okay. Well, either way, that brings us to a final score out of 100 of an 86 for Knives Out and a 78 for Logan Lucky. I don't know if that's necessarily a thrashing, um, but I think it's clear that, that Knives Out um, ends up coming out on top and being the better movie <laughs> in this case
1: so i hate to do this what we you had it at would you say knives out 86 86 hmm, i must have did math wrong i had it at 77 coming out of the first four categories
2: i had at 78 okay well he's saying 78 after the legacy category i think evan
1: no 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 oh we're talking at... about knives out yeah i, yeah. I had it at after the initial categories, like the five-pointers, I had it at 52 plus 25 yep. from overall feel. But uh, I could
0: I could be off. Yeah, I fucked that up. So it's an 80. Yeah, so it was at 77. So it gets an 85, not an 86. Okay. Okay. Apologies. So it gets an 85. 85, 78. Yeah. All right. Anybody want to dance on anyone's grave? I feel like this was a relatively... No benign benign pod i think honestly for me it's just i like you said evan it's the ensemble like you just want to hang out with these knives out characters i think that's what sets it apart both very enjoyable movies though
2: no doubt yeah can we i, I would like to like just make one last point about just daniel craig's career in general like yes. he gets cast as james bond you know uh 2006 mm-hmm. casino royale i think yeah. you know he he'd made some good i think layer cake might be his best performance actually Ooh, um give a, i like that give a good shout out to that movie um But he gets in this franchise, you know, and it's a very grueling experience. I think it was after, I don't know if it was after Skyfall or Spectre, he said he'd rather (laughs) die, basically, than make another Bond, and then he made two more. Um, But now, you know, he's making Logan Lucky, Knives Out, and he has No Time to Die coming out, and then he has the Knives Out sequel. And that's pretty much all he's got on his roster. And I think that between the franchise experience um, and just all the promo that has to come with that and the physical experience and then girl with a dragon tattoo. And we know what happens. We know what happens to actors when they work with David Fincher, unless you're Brad Pitt, you're never going to work with him again. And you're going to, your, your career is going to take a turn often into something maybe Uh a little more fun and easier. You know, RDJ went to the MCU uh, and now we've got the Benoit Blanc cinematic universe. And, I'm I'm good with it. I like this Daniel Craig. I like I like this Daniel Craig more than I like the Bond Daniel Craig and I love the Bond Daniel Craig.
0: Yeah. I really think I like this Daniel Craig and like it's really hard and you know this is teeing up our our next week episode, you know, with with Bond. But I love him so much as Bond. It's like hard to, for me to say like I like him better in this, but it's almost like I get enjoyment Uh, Knowing that he's getting enjoyment, you know what I mean. Like I watch mm -hmm. him on screen, and I'm like, "Yeah, good for you, man." He has a lot more to do too, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. He's not just like brooding action Mm -hmm. star. He's like actually getting like flex some muscles. Like, like I enjoy him. I enjoyed seeing him on Saturday Night Live. Like it wasn't a particularly great episode, but you could just tell he's having fun doing it. And you're kind of like, "I'm happy for you." Like you, you know, you haven't gotten to do this kind of thing a lot, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I appreciate it. He's, he's earned the right.
1: Yeah. I like
0: that. I, I agree. I, I honestly, Chip, I,
1: I like the layer cake call. I didn't even think about that. I was going to say Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is, is my favorite uh, performance. Of it. he has a very makes sense why he's always investigating. Right. Even Bond is basically an investigator for half of each movie. And then the other half, he's an action star. Um, but he has a very inquisitive face. He's very good at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is it. That is that is the true. steely eyes. You know, he's always mm-hmm. he's always like got a little bit of that. Like, what are you hiding from me? Like and the way know, he, the way, gives he off uses, that
2: the way he uses his glasses in both this movie and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo mm, his glasses like have a very significant prop and he he'll wear them and put them in his pocket and take them back out very yeah. very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no he's 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 great. I I love Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I I Me just, too. that's such a good character. I'm so sad yeah. that we didn't that we didn't get. I know. More more the of second those.
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That would that I would agree. be
0: up there for me as like in hindsight, like one of the most disappointing things that didn't get a sequel. Uh, yeah, I'd put that right up there with with uh, the Aragon series, just because I loved those books, even though that wow, movie was trash, <laughs> absolutely trash. <laughs> what
1: a deep cut! Wow. Oh my god, that's, that's not it. what I was expecting. So you know what my number one is Salt. I cannot believe we didn't get a Salt too.
2: Oh, I don't think I've, I don't think
1: I've seen. (gasps) Go watch salt. Everyone on here, go watch salt. It's Angelina Jolie just doing born. It's so sick. Oh, it's great. All right. Any parting thoughts guys, before we wrap this up? Um, I don't know. This is a fun one. Like I like kind of tying in movies. You know, we could probably get a little bit farther out. These movies are both so stylish that even yeah. though they're different stories, it still felt like I was like, wow, I'm watching movies kind of in the same family
0: here a little bit. Um I think that's kind of the point of the versus. It was right? cool if though. You want to do, yeah. do stuff that it's like kind of somewhat you can draw like a thread through. Because like it'd be really hard for us to, you know, to be like, we're gonna do step brothers versus the hateful eight. Like it's like coming up. <laughs> I that- I imagine that though. Our our it would
1: <laughs> it would challenge us much more. As long as there's a connection like it, you know daniel craig doing an accent was the easy connection and we kind of made these other ones as we watched but we'll have to come up with something like that cuz i think that would be ama- imagine arguing the cinematography of step brothers right after uh, <laughs> hateful eight or something like that would well, be pretty we, funny
0: well we would just we should just have a show where it's like uh 6 degrees of hateful or hateful eight separation you know it's like oh, chip yeah. just is like mm. basically expunges on his hateful eight universe theory um it but exists. Anyway. It's
2: very real. I'm like uh what's that character from Always Sunny in Front of the Board just freaking Yeah. In? Oh yeah, sharp oh, Pepe, Silvio.
0: Man. Uh yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, all right. Uh thank you guys so much for listening if you're still sticking with us, uh our loyal loyal listeners. Uh if you haven't gotten a chance, please leave us a review on iTunes that'll help more people find us. Continue to listen, share with your friends, anybody that you think would like it. Uh let's continue to grow this community. Let's have a lot of fun and have a lot of conversations. Uh, let us know where you think we went wrong in this episode. Um, you know, If you think there needs to be justice for Logan Lucky. After the last first episode, I had so many of my friends climbing down my throat uh, that Two Towers didn't win. It was, out of, it was out of this world. They were like live texting me as they were listening to the episode. We love that kind of stuff. Tweet at us. Like, get down our throats. If you agree, we love that too. Um, we're just you know, happy to have everyone involved in the community. Uh, next week, this is the or movie. the week after. Let's give that disclaimer, because
1: this is a busy week with the holiday and stuff, you know. But that's why we've been waiting a month. True. I mean, yeah, like three weeks. Yeah, fair.
0: I just want to give the disclaimer. Yeah, for for sure. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week, probably. We are going to be doing our James Bond movie draft. This is a big episode. We are super, super excited. Uh, I mean, I think things are going to get a little testy. Uh, There are going to be takes flying around. I know Evan's got some Bond takes. I'm sure Chip has some Bond takes. I would love to hear um, his thoughts on, you know, on the politics of Goldeneye. Uh, You know, (laughs) I can't can't wait. (laughs) Um, Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a hell of an episode. Uh, You do not want to miss that one. And if you guys haven't gotten a chance... Please watch as many of the bonds as you can, uh, so you can have a little bit of context. But for flicking and screaming versus part two, looking forward to doing more of these. I've been Jed Sprague, Evan Figundis, Chip, Chippity Doodah. Have a See good one, guys.
2: Take care, y'all.